Let's say hello to the voice of the McLennan Highlanders, Lark Smith. Lark, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? I am outstanding. Just sitting here watching San Jacinto and Central Arizona play an elimination game prior to the Highlanders taking on Crowder tonight. So they're just getting started, aren't they? They are just now getting underway. Bottom half of the first inning, Central Arizona at the plate with two out. San Jack did not score in the top half of the inning. Central Arizona hadn't scored yet. They do have a man at second with two outs. Now, Lark, we knew that McLennan had a, an outstanding club. We knew they had a club that could contend for a championship. But did you think McLennan would be the last team standing without a loss? Did not. Not coming in as the number four seed, especially when you had teams like Crowder and Walter State seated ahead of you. You have Central Arizona here. You got Arizona or San Jacinto here, teams that are here almost perennially. So, yeah, I'm very surprised that the Highlanders are still on that winning streak of 21 consecutive games. And uh, basically it's been done by pitching depth, and that's exactly what Mitch Thompson had said earlier in the year that uh, he had the pitching depth to not only get here but maybe win it. And, and, you you know, people may look and go, pitching depth? The scores are 14 and 17 and 13. (laughs) But you seriously got to have arms. The the altitude there allows for the ball to carry. And you and I have – I've been there. I mean, sometimes a routine fly ball can get out of the ballpark. So you got to have guys that can come in and pitch to contact and get ground balls. Absolutely, and that's exactly what all of junior college baseball is. It's basically pitch to contact. You've got batters who are very aggressive at the plate, swinging at most anything that's close because, number one, they're trying to get from the junior college program to either D1 or the major leagues, and that's what the scouts from D1 and the major leagues want to see is they want to see guys swinging at baseballs and hitting baseballs. So that's the reason why junior college baseball, to me, is so exciting because it's, it's very aggressive baseball. Lark, going back to that game last night, I know McClendon was – they held. They were in control for quite some time. But what led to that rally by Sanjak in the eighth? An error, <laughs> which is pretty much pretty much what Oops. anything – Yeah, that's that's pretty much what, what happens in, in these games. One error kind of will upset a pitcher, and he'll start piping things, and just things will get out of hand, and you'll get one big inning. Uh, the Highlanders had uh, a couple of big innings last night to, to take a lead. But San Jacinto had a big inning in the bottom of the eighth to make it close again. But luckily, Landry Weidman came out of the bullpen and got his second save of the JUCO World Series. And you've watched Crowder. How do you see them matching up with the Highlanders? They hit the ball very well. They do not pitch it as well as McLennan does. Uh, Both of these teams played each other games nine and ten of the year for the Highlanders at uh, Bosque River Ballpark. This was after Snowmageddon. And... uh, they, they split the twin bill. The Highlanders took the first game on a run rule, and then the uh, Rough Riders took the second game 3-2, to two, and it was errors that allowed them to score the three runs. So the Highlanders have held their own against the Rough Riders in the two games they played at their place, but Crowder got knocked off in the very first game of the tournament here by the upstart Indian Hills Warriors, who came in after beating the number one team in the nation, Wabash Valley, to make it here. Then they knock off the number one seed. Then they have that just absolute war with the Highlanders in the second round. But Indian Hills is no longer around. Crowder has survived through the loser's bracket, and that's who we get to play tonight. Uh, As far as uh, Mitch's pitching plans? Uh, I have not talked to him yet. They will uh, start batting practice in about an hour from now. I'm going to go over to batting practice and do a pregame interview with him. Most likely he'll be going with Jack Hatrop in the game tonight. Jack has earned the starting role 
through about midseason. Uh, Riggs Threadgill had been the starter, but Riggs kind of hit a, a rough spot and just wasn't performing very well, and Hattrop was re- performing very well out of the bullpen for the Highlanders, especially in middle relief. So Jack ended up uh, taking over that fourth spot in the rotation. So I imagine the lefty, Jack Hattrop, who transferred from Baylor to McLennan, will be on the mound as the starter tonight. Lark, uh, one of the cool things that uh, I, that goes on in Grand Junction is the fact that that community turns out and supports that event. Uh, there, you know, ten thousand for those night games, and there'll be probably ten thousand there again tonight. How have you talked to the, some of the players, and how have they reacted to playing in front of these crowds? And I'm sure for most of them, this is the biggest crowd they've ever appeared in front of. Oh, absolutely! Most of the time, they're only playing in, in front of scouts and, and parents. So they get here and they see, you know, anywhere from, from eight to 10,000 fans in the stands. We had 10,000 here Monday night for the fireworks game, the, the feature game of this tournament, the, the game that the Highlanders won over Indian Hills. But, uh, yeah, they, they're real excited about it. They, you know, that's what a lot of these teams or these players dream about is being able to play in front of the big crowds and, you know, they're slowly building up to that major league crowd, hopefully someday to play in front of 30,000, 40,000. Coaches don't like to look ahead, but we certainly do. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, yeah. So a win tonight puts them into the championship uh, phase of this thing. So somebody's going to have to – if they win tonight, somebody's going to have to knock them off twice. Is that right? That is correct. This is a really strange bracket, the 10-team double elimination bracket, and the way it works out. The, if there's three teams left, well, there will be three teams possibly left after the night if the Highlanders do not defeat Crowder. You'd have McLennan and Crowder left along with either San Jacinto or Central Arizona. The loser of this game that's going on in front of me right now will be out of the tournament. But you could end up with three teams still alive after tonight, and that would force – I believe the way I read it, McLennan would have to play the Friday game because they've only played four games, whereas both San Jacinto and Crowder have played five games. Central Arizona has only played four games. And the way they work it is the team that is the higher seed gets the bye to the Saturday if game if you've got three teams remaining for Friday. Hopefully the Highlanders take care of business tonight, knock off Crowder. They'll just be the one game to be played on Friday for a championship and then only will have to go to the if game if the Highlanders lose on Friday. So win tonight after you said all that win it tonight, win it Friday night and you're the champion, lose on Friday night and you play Saturday for the championship. That be correct. Alright, so they are two wins, potentially no more than three wins away from uh, from uh, three games away from a championship. That is correct, and they, you know, if they win out, they will end the season on a 23-game winning streak, which is one shy of the school record set by a Rick Butler team. They won 24 games in a row back in, I believe, uh, 1983. So uh, they, they were trying to – they've been setting a lot of records, especially Garrett Martin, who uh, uh, got a 24 extra games last year due to the COVID pandemic, came back this year, and because those extra 24 games, he's setting some new school career records. He has also set 
a school record for home runs in a season. He's outbested Josh Bro with 20 home runs this season. So it's been kind of a record-setting year for this bunch of Highlanders. All right, Lark, uh, enjoy it tonight. Uh, it sounds like there's a good crowd this afternoon. Uh, it's not too bad for 92 degrees under a sunshine in the middle of the afternoon here in Grand Junction. <laughs> but it's a dry heat. Uh, all it, right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> See you later. All right, all right, that's Lark Smith from Grand Junction, Colorado.